Welcome to Rich in Life, a podcast for anyone looking to be entertained while picking up a few tips on life, luxury, and resilience. And now your host, Rich Irani. Well, I'm going to jump into it. I have Lucy Bamberger on the show with me today. She's a concierge nurse, and she specializes in health, wellness, and beauty. And you're also the founder of Rejuvio. What is Rejuvio? Uh, Rejuvio is a concierge wellness service. Um, We predominantly service New York City um, and the Hamptons. Um, And we send high-end nurses to people's homes. We provide mobile IV infusions, uh, wellness testing, such as like rapid flu, uh, rapid strep, uh, rapid COVID testing, PCR testing, and, uh, you know, hopefully that expands with time. But for right now, those are our services. Are, see, it's so interesting to me. Okay. And I know you have a lot of celebrity clients that I know you can't tell me, but I do know two of them for sure is Katie Couric and I know Tina Marie Clark. Yes. Tina Marie Clark has actually been on the podcast, but I tried to get more out of you or to try to get any out of you and I couldn't. But in my research, I found these were some of the people that I know you've been to their homes to give them treatment. And you were just featured in InStyle Magazine for concierge IV treatments. And I noticed that the editor, Laura, Laura Brown, did a treatment with you. Yeah. So did she do the treatment with you before she did the article? Was it like a, you know, she wanted to see how it was or? Um, Laura Brown has been a client of mine for a while and InStyle was starting to dive deeper into like wellness-focused treatments. They had done... Um, an article in the previous month about NAD infusion. What is, what is NAD? Um, NAD is a derivative of niacin, um, something that we give, we mainline it, that basically works on the mitochondria of the cell, helps people produce ATP, which thereby like increases their metabolism. Um, okay, mental- I need this all in layman's <laughs> terms. You have to dumb it down just for me. Okay. Maybe not my audience, but for me. So I'm okay. sorry. So, so NAD... Um, is basically, it's like a B vitamin, right? Okay. Um, so a lot of people take oral B vitamins. This is one specific form of a B vitamin um, that basically has been shown to help people's cells produce more energy. So ATP is energy. Um, and that's what's made it so popular, especially with a lot of our you know, um, high achieving, you know, constantly working types of clients. Um, because they need energy to keep moving and to keep going. And a lot of them report that it helps with their mental stamina, their focus, their energy levels. So that's something that's become very popular in recent years. Yeah. So I'm going to want to get to the type of clients that you do have and what the most common calls you get are for. But before that, I want you to explain to people listening exactly what a concierge nurse does. But before you do, I had I, I had a thought is IV treatments for, let's say, vitamin B, vitamin C, is it any different than if you just take a lot of it orally? Yeah, so it is different. And the biggest difference really is that we don't need to bypass your gut, right? Or your stomach or your gastric system, which absorbs a lot of the nutrients. Um, and that's what the main reason I think a lot of people like to get vitamins IV is it's mainlined. It's in your bloodstream. It bypasses all of that. So versus when you take something orally in exact percentage, but typically it can be 40, 50% of what you're taking in is actually absorbed. When you get it in the bloodstream, it's a hundred percent. And, um, people definitely feel a more noticeable boost when they get vitamins IV. And it's not even just the vitamins, it's also the fluid and the hydration that helps you feel better because people don't really usually realize how dehydrated they are, you know, especially New Yorkers who drink a ton of coffee, constantly on the go, you know, getting your normal intake of fluid is not usually happening. So everyone thinks they get enough fluid, right? 
Yeah. It was like, yeah. I, I, I did a podcast with Tanya Zuckerberg and she said, everyone thinks they get enough fiber. Everyone thinks they drink enough water. Yeah. So, so let me just go back a second. So when you do these IVs with whether it's vitamin C, vitamin B, it's also infused with hydration. So they're getting a combination of the vitamins and that. Okay. I really want to get to a lot of that because I want to know what kind of high I've never done it just for people, full disclosure. I've never done it, but I'd like to know what I can do that I can just make myself more uh, beautiful. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I'm just anticipating what I can do. What kind of an IV can just make me look younger and fuck the energy. I just want to look younger, but I want you first to explain to everybody what exactly a concierge nurse does. Yeah. Um, so from my perspective, a concierge nurse is someone who, um, you know, concierge is not a, something that is, you know, it, it's not accessible to everyone. Right. And, um, so to me, a concierge nurse is someone that provides the highest quality of care, the highest quality of service. They come to the patient's home, they're patient, they're empathetic, they're understanding. They take the time to listen to what the patient needs. Um, this is very different than your typical medical setting where, you know, you go to an urgent care, they've got a line of 30 people in front of you. They have, they don't care what your problem is. <laughs> they want you to sign in and move on. Um, so Lucy, not- I, yeah, yeah so I get it. So now, now here is the thing is that I have had issues with my doctors for many years. I think that our healthcare system is so flawed. It's crazy. I think the whole Obamacare was a disaster. I've had, um, my doctor that I've gone to for many years, uh, on the Upper East Side, in a townhouse, very old school. He stopped taking his insurance. I went to him anyway. I did have health insurance. So, you know, I was paying for the health insurance, but the doctor I was using didn't take any insurance. So after a couple of, a couple of years, I finally decided, let me see who's in network and let me try to go to a doctor in network. So I went to a doctor in network and you just, first of all, getting an appointment is ridiculous. Getting them to answer the phone, you're waiting forever. Then you go there and you sit in a waiting room like cattle. So yeah. <laughs> when I hear about concierge, you know, it's like cattle. It's like a bunch of cows just waiting to be fed. It's, it's, it's dehumanizing. Yeah. So, you know, of course I go to my doctor that is out, that doesn't take insurance as much as I can. They answer the phone on the first ring That's and right. he usually sees me and he gets on the phone and I pay for it. So, right. you know, I guess the it's obvious a premium service, premium. exactly. And obviously, yeah. you know, there's no insurance involved in this. You're paying for this service for people like you and people on your staff to come over and, I guess, give the IV treatments that they need. And I have to preface by saying that you're not doctors. Correct. Yes, we're not doctors. Although, yes, and that's definitely something very important to note because as a nurse, I'm, you know, I don't want to make any claims that I'm practicing without a medical license because I don't. I work under the close attention of my medical director um, who approves and authorizes every treatment that I infuse. Um, Okay. So give me some of the treatments that you infuse. So some of the treatments we infuse, um, you know, they have different names, but, you know, you were talking about being youthful and your skin. So our glow treatment is definitely very popular for people like that. A lot of women or men, after they get a facial, their skin tends to be very inflamed. And honestly, getting a full liter of fluids with some biotin, some vitamin C, some amino acids, glutathione, which is one of the most powerful antioxidants in the world and is very, very popular for skin healing and breakouts. We'll give that to them after um, they get a facial and they'll have much clearer skin. Um, Their skin will heal much quicker. Um, Obviously results vary person to person, but that's a very popular treatment that we offer. And I would say- Can it help? I'm sorry to interrupt. Can it help cure? Forget about getting a facial. Somebody just has bad skin. Um, I mean, I don't like to use the word cure, um, but definitely it can aid in helping clear people's skin. Um, you know, it's hard, you know, I don't even know that Accutane cures people's skin. I mean, everything in medicine is trial and error. Um, and so I always tell people, I'm always very upfront. I don't like to overpromise things. I don't want to ever be known as that kind of business that overpromises and under delivers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that, that, that matters a lot in a business is that it has integrity. And I feel, um, you know, but it definitely does help with people's skin issues. Um, we do a lot of vitamin IVs for patients with, that are immunocompromised that helps with their symptoms. 
it's not to be replaced with a healthy, it's not a replacement for a healthy diet and lifestyle. I always say that upfront. Right. You know, there's no magic pill in this world. I don't believe there is. Right. There's only things that can help you on your way, you know? Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. If there was a magic pill, I would have found it. Yeah. There I mean, Oprah would have found it, right? Right. I mean, well, so tell me how exactly <laughs> Oprah would have found it. Exactly. So what did Katie Couric uh, uh, call you for? I mean, it so, wasn't for vitamin B, I'm sure. She had to have called you for a reason. What was yeah, it? So unfortunately, I can't go into the details of what treatments I give people, even though she publicly okay. stated that is uh, a conflict of patient privacy. Got it. Um, so you can't say, but it wasn't for something frivolous like a vitamin B, I'm sure. Because I know people also call you for you know, hangovers, right? Like if people have a terrible yeah. hangover, like I hear this is the new thing, like New Year's is coming up. I hear people plan on partying like crazy because they know they have the money to have somebody come in <laughs> the next morning and make them feel better through hydration and an IV. Yeah. And especially as you get older, those hangovers just get worse and worse, you know? So um, that's definitely popular. Although, you know, when I started my business, I really didn't want to be hangover focused. I wanted to be wellness focused. And um, so I would say what's very popular right now with the pandemic is immunity treatments. Um, high dose vitamin C, high dose zinc, high dose vitamin D, um, along with the fluids, um, before they had any modalities for treating, um, COVID, we were giving people high dose vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D treatments. And I, again, I won't use the term cure, but we had very good patient outcomes and they yeah, were also using this in ICUs. They were using high dose vitamins in the ICUs. Um, okay. and been a lot of studies about how this has helped um, patients when they're sick. Yeah. So I agree. I think absolutely that it's correct because Brad and I have both been doing it since, you know, the very beginning. I mean, yeah. we did get COVID uh, October 1st, but it was so mild that we, we didn't know we had it almost. We got tested twice, you know, cause we were a little fatigued, but we were getting dressed. We even went running, you know, down the boardwalk a couple of times. And then we realized we had it, but I do believe that the, um, vitamin C, the zinc and the vitamin D, and we were taking it in oral form. I right. think it did help, but yeah. how would it work as an IV treatment? Is it something you'd have to do weekly? I mean, we take those vitamins daily. So how helpful could it be if some Somebody just gets a random IV treatment of vitamin C, zinc, and the vitamin D. Yeah, absolutely. So the great thing about getting vitamins IV is you can do much higher doses IV. Now, if um, you take orally vitamin C and you try to take more than two to three grams, your stomach's going to get really upset and a whole plethora of other issues might occur that I <laughs> won't get into, but it's not going to be fun for you if you take high doses orally, um, which is where the IV comes in and where it's so effective. I mean, we give people upwards of 10, 15, 20 grams of vitamin C, which has been shown to be so helpful as an antiviral. And we typically give two to three of these treatments during the course of, uh, course of someone's COVID um, and that's really the benefit is that you can get these higher doses without the negative impact of having, you know, uh, nausea, diarrhea, vomiting um, that can occur when you take these vitamins orally. Um, and especially when you hit it early on um, in when you're sick, we've noticed that people's symptoms stay very much at bay. Um, Mild. Okay. Yeah. So the infusion for me to understand is not prophylactic. You don't do these infusions of these vitamins to prevent COVID because it, you wouldn't be, I mean, you'd have to take them every day or every other day. You, right. you do these treatments when somebody automatically sees symptoms of COVID and Correct. they get tested and they're positive. Then you do these um, infusions of the vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D, correct? Correct, but we also do it as a prophylaxis, actually. If we have a patient yeah. who has a fit in a fit house of five people, one of them tests positive for COVID, we will do immunity treatments for all the other adults. I mean, we don't do this for children. I just want to say that we only do adult medicine. So 16, the age of 16 or older is considered adult medicine. Um, but it's very frequent that one parent will get COVID test positive. Nobody else has it. And then we will do it as a prophylaxis for the other people the other. in the home. Yeah. And it does help even if they do get COVID, keep it mm -hmm. very mild. But you're not um, infusing monoclonal antibodies yet, like Regeneron. Are you? We're working on that. Um, you know, the thing with Regeneron is it's a, um, you know, it's a newer uh, treatment. So, you know, I like to be very cautious about what I introduce. And 
Um, we try to stay with overall mostly healthy patients because we're not in a controlled environment like a hospital. Um, and, uh, but we are very interested in starting to offer monoclonal antibodies in the home to generally healthy people who, are, who just have COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense because um, it seems like it works with your company. Yes, it does. And a lot of our clients, you know, get it somewhere else, you know, yeah. so we'll come in with the vitamin IV yeah. and they've already gotten monoclonal antibodies by, from another concierge service, you know? Right. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I always like to wait and see how things are working and see if that's something that's good to do before I just yeah. add it on. Um, and that's worked for me so far and kept me out of trouble. So I like to stick with that, you know? Yeah. I want to get to that too, but you know, Brad and I are not that fancy. When we <laughs> got the Regeneron, we went to the hospital to have it infused. Hey. I would have loved, my friends had people that can come over and do it, but the price was like quadruple the amount. So yeah. we were like, you know, we can go, we were actually not even that, we weren't even really sick at all, but so we actually went to the hospital to do it. And, you know, after we did the Regeneron, it still, it was really mild. So I don't know if it was from all the vitamins and the Regeneron, a combination, or if the fact that we're young, but you know, we were lucky. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know, how did you even come up with this? I mean, this is, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the series Royal Pains. Did you ever, did you ever hear of it? I've heard of it, but I've okay. never seen it. Okay. So it's crazy. It almost seems like you took a page out of that. Now, mind you, for my <laughs> listeners, I, I know they, if they, I've mentioned it before, it was a Netflix series. I don't know what it's on now. I think maybe it's on prime now. I don't know. It's, it's old. It basically what it's about. It's a doctor who gets fired from his job, his prestigious job in New York city, because he helps a young kid in a hospital before helping one of the huge donors of the hospital's relative. So he gets fired from this big position and he gets blacklisted and he's depressed. His brother drags him to the Hamptons one day. Somebody in this big fancy party in a house, you know, passes out. He runs, he helps them. The owner of the house comes and the whole series begins. And it's all in the magnificent Hamptons of where Brad and I used to go many years ago. And it just brings back such great memories of going to these parties, going to these houses, and the fashion was great. So I encourage anyone who's looking for anything light to watch, watch Royal Pains. I'll have to but get into that. Get into that because that's what you reminded me of. I mean, this yeah. was a perfect, you know, the nurses come with their IV in their bag and it's kept secret and nobody knows what's going on and people like their privacy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what kind of patients do you have uh, patients? Do you call them patients or clients? Let's say clients. Yeah, I work, I go, I, you know, I go between both those terms, either one okay. works. Depending. Um, depending. Yeah. You know, when someone's more sick and it's less elective, I'll call them a patient probably. Right. Okay. That makes um, sense. Yeah. So I would say, yeah. Um, a lot of our clients do tend to be in a higher socioeconomic class, I would say. Um, because we do offer a premium service. Um, Give me prices. What are the price ranges from either just, you know, hydration and vitamin infusion to, you know, things that are more intense? Sure. Um, so like basic hydration, um, you know, our lowest offering for a treatment is 300 and then it goes up to a thousand. Um, and okay. that's to have the nurse come to your home, um, which honestly, you know, I, you know, you hire like a mold specialist or someone to check the air quality. They charge you $500. They do a swab and they leave. So for New York, in terms of New York city, this is actually kind of accessible to a wide array of clientele. And we do treat people that really just need fluids and they're not fancy schmancy and, you know, uh, staying at the Baccarat or the Mark hotel. I mean, not every client is like that. Although you know, we do cater to that clientele. I mean, right. we're very cautious about the nurses we hire. We're very cautious about the materials we use um, because that is really the clientele that we service. Um, right. Um, because Mind you, I want to tell you that yeah. even though we went to the hospital to get the Regeneron, we wound up getting billed for like $700. How Are much was serious? it? Seven? How much? How much? Oh, oh, Brad is telling me over 1500. So, so yeah. You had to go there and so they had to go there. That. Yes. Meanwhile, my friend was telling me that for 1500, they can have somebody come to the house to do it. We said no, because we thought it was going to be either covered because our doctor recommended it or it would be a low premium. It wasn't, we wound up paying anyway. That's besides the point. Yeah. But so, yeah. So you really, you never know. Sometimes, you know, if you, if you have the luxury to have the convenience, it's worth it. 
Yeah. But getting back to my original question. So how did you come up with the business? I thought it was from the show Royal Pains, but obviously <laughs> it's not. That did not trigger your... No, I mean, I've been in healthcare since I was 18 and um, I worked my way up. I started at the bottom as a, basically a nurse's aide doing a lot of phlebotomy. That's when I got the name like One Stick Lucy, which means basically I get you on the first try, but what? don't hold me to that, please. Wait, what is that? <laughs> Tell me, how did you start? <laughs> I'm holding you to that if you ever come do it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was just, I love doing phlebotomy. I know that sounds What strange. is a phlebotomy? I don't know what that phlebotomy is. Phlebotomy is getting blood draws or also oh, getting it's called a phlebotomy. IV insert. A phlebotomist is somebody that sticks you with the okay. needle. Yeah. And, um, you know, my patients would always ask, where's one stick Lucy? Where's Lucy? You know, and, you know, I was always known to come with a big smile. I, I cared a lot about how each of my patients was doing. I had a very hard time with this, um, you know, with how the hospital worked, where it was very much like, um, the ratios were very high, too many patients for too little staff. Um, and that's what sent me on this trajectory towards more personalized, customized care, because I benefited more from that. I, I got more reward from being able to care for a single patient and see a positive patient outcome than being spread thin with seven to 10 patients um, on a 12 hour shift and running myself ragged and the patient benefits more as well. Um, so it was definitely, that was definitely what made me veer in this direction and got me more interested in wellness because hospitals are very, they're not proactive, right? We're reactive. That's how our healthcare system is. And, um, I find that in my line of business, I am able to be proactive with people and speak to them before they're very ill and to guide them on a wellness journey, on their health journey. And um, I much prefer that than, you know, seeing the patient that comes in that's not been the doctor in 10 years and, you know, has end stage renal disease, you know, that's, that was very difficult. It feels very, um, feels kind of hopeless. In yeah, that. you feel helpless. Yeah, yeah. So, so how does it start? So now, how old were you when you came to the realization that you have something going on here? You have yeah. an idea. How old were you? And where were you working? Um, I would say I was 25. Um, and I was working um, in a surgical center and doing some work in a wellness arena. Um, and I saw that these vitamin IVs were becoming more prevalent and more, I was hearing more about it. And I was one stick Lucy and I put two and two together. And I said, you know, and I come from a family, all of entrepreneurs, my parents are entrepreneurs. Both of my brothers are entrepreneurs. So I just thought one day, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to create something here. Yeah. And because you already had your license to do what you were doing. Right. Correct. So Correct. you already went to school, you had your license, you were doing it anyway, but didn't you have to come up with money to start this? Didn't you like, how does it work with buying all these things? Do you stock up on all of these um, vitamins and infusions? You have to stock up on them. So if you get a yes. cold, you, yes, yes, you do. So, yes. okay. So you do. So did this take money to start? Did you have to borrow money? Absolutely. I did not borrow money. I, I bet on myself. And that's the scariest thing as an entrepreneur. I took my own savings and I invested in myself. And I remember, you know, sometimes I go to my dad a lot as my business advisor because, you know, he's been, had a successful business for 30 plus years. And um, what does your dad do? Uh, my parents own a real estate uh, business in upstate New York, um, a pretty, you know, a pretty good scale size business. Um, okay. And, uh, and so what did your dad say? Um, he would just tell me, you know, you're betting on yourself. This is the life of an entrepreneur. These are the ups and the downs. And, you know, you want to work for somebody else. That's also not a hundred percent. You don't know for sure you'll stay there forever. Just like an entrepreneur, you don't know if you'll be in business for many years or what will happen. So take a chance on yourself, see it through and you have to hustle. And that's what my, that's what everybody was telling me. You want to start a business? you better be ready to hustle. And that's exactly what I had to do. I answered every call. I went to every appointment myself and I built that clientele. I went out, I networked, um, and I gave a plus service. And from that there's word of mouth. And I learned about advertising on my own. Um, yeah. So I had, do to you remember, do you remember how you even got your first client? Um, 
first client, probably like Google AdWords. <laughs> oh, re really? It was just yeah. a random call. It was a random. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you know, it's odd to say, but yeah, people will look on Google for IVs. Interesting. Yeah. So it wasn't one of your parents' friends. It's not like it started off with family and friends. Well, I no, because I don't really have a lot of family or friends. I'm not from New York City. I'm from upstate New York. So, oh. um, but I was also already working in this wellness arena. Um, so I did know some people from that and was able to grow based off of that as well. That definitely did help me. And, um, but yeah, I think just being persistent and, uh, and you were persistent. You were yeah. because you've, you've come really a long way. Did you start, um, Rejuvio? How soon after you went on your own? When did Rejuvio? Um, uh, happen? so the official launch was in 2019 and I worked on it for several months before then, before actually launching the business. Um, so I launched it, I believe November, 2019, and that's right before the pandemic. And so I had a little time to get my feet wet, to get things in order. And then boom, we had a pandemic March, 2020. And then my phone was going off the hook suddenly. Um, and I just hustled. Like I said, what I were they, what were they calling you for? I mean, you didn't have the monoclonal uh, antibodies. They were calling me for vitamin IVs, the vitamin know? IVs. So they and were, they, were they knew me for a private nurse. They were saying, everybody was saying, you go to the hospital, you die. I'm sorry to put it so bluntly, but that's- At the time, that's what they were saying. And that, that was is kind fear. of what happened. Yes, that especially if you were a certain age. Yes. It was, it was people were desperate, totally desperate. I had people saying, I'll pay you anything to come be my, not that it, it wasn't about the money. And I couldn't always take people up on this because I can't do anything and everything people want, right? I, I, I stay in my lane. I try to stay in what I know and what I can do. But it was very sad. There was a lot of elderly people um, that I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily help. I'm not a geriatric nurse, but they, they didn't want to send their parents or their grandparents to the hospital because what happened was you were, you were a goner, kind of, if you went there. Um, that was and, one of the saddest and hardest things that we all had to see yeah. um, from our friends and relatives and people we know is their parents going alone at 75, 85, 90 years old and yeah. having no loved ones with them. So yeah, I can imagine people calling you in desperation. Total were you afraid? Were you afraid that you were going to get COVID? I mean, now it's not a big deal. Like in other right. words, we had it. I was, I was never so paranoid about getting it. I knew at some point I was going to get it. I mean, I forgot what her name was um yeah they they said it on tv the guy next to Fauci, i forgot her name she says we're all gonna get it i'm even gonna get it so i knew at some point yeah. i'm gonna get it i'll be fine i'm young i'm strong yeah. but at the time it was scarier when you were doing it and you were running out there were you afraid that you did not want to get this um virus and so here's you... the thing march of the pandemic starts literally two days later here i come down with a fever 102.3 i got it right in the beginning so I best, didn't even have it. <laughs> best thing to happen to you. It was the best thing. That's how you know the universe and somebody, God was looking down upon you and you said, you know what? This bitch has to make it. So yeah. let me give her coronavirus now so she can forge ahead and go to everybody's home to give them what they need. That's what people said to me. They said, we need you. We need you right now. You know, I'm sorry for you. People said, I'm sorry you're being exposed to this, but we need you, you know? But you and had the antibodies. You had, I the, had antibodies, the antibodies and you felt like a superhero. I felt like a superhero. I mean, I remember driving. Okay. I did love the lack of traffic. I'm not going to lie about that. It took me. Best I part of COVID. Yeah. The best part of COVID. Um, but I don't miss being the only one on the road and only hearing ambulances. And I also don't miss getting to patients' homes and having to call ambulances because they were rapidly declining and there's nothing I can do when a patient's oxygen saturation is plummeting to like 60%. And I was in many situations like that where I had to call the ambulance and stand by. And unfortunately, some patients, there were ambulances that came that said that had to triage them, say, basically, you're too sick, you're too unhealthy for us to save, we, we have to leave you here. That, that did happen because wow. that's how it works in medicine. You have to triage and take care of the people most likely to make it. And that's how desperate it was at that time. And that was very traumatic. But uh, I think all nurses and everyone in medicine felt they had a calling during the pandemic. You know, Even though I was in wellness, I felt like I'm still a nurse and I'm here to do my part. What I can do, I want to do to help. Um, and it didn't feel right to just sit home and not try to help people. Um, so we What's went away. 
Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. So you went, no, I was going to say, it's very interesting because I know quite a few nurses and all of them have that same mentality. I don't know what it is about nurses. If it's something that an oath you take, but they all seem to have that same mentality that I'm not going to sit home. Nurses that were retired, the woman that did the Regeneron for me in the hospital said she had retired. She only came back during COVID to help people. Right. You know, then there's a young, yeah. And then there was a young nurse that lived across the street from us um, down in the country. And she said she was going in every day doing double and triple shifts. She was a young girl. And she said, you know, I I have to help people. Yeah. That's, that's why you become a nurse, you know? Um, That's Can I ask you, yeah. How do you feel about nurses now having to leave their jobs because they don't want to take a vaccine without pay? They're leaving jobs without pay because they don't want to take a vaccine. Now you're not in that position. I'm assuming that Rejuvio is a company where people have the freedom to do what they want. Am I correct in that? Or uh, no? They have no. to get vaccinated? <laughs> they have oh. to get vaccinated. Oh, geez. Um, okay. I personally don't feel comfortable with the idea if we're seeing COVID patients, then that nurse can have... Um, you know, because spores can live on your clothes. Uh, I'm a, I'm a strong believer in science. I believe that spores do live on people's clothes. That you what are spores? Experience. Spores are basically germs that can okay. live on different, you know, and that they're hard to kill and they're not necessarily you can't see them. Um, so to me, um, I've had to make the choice that everyone has to be vaccinated at Rejuvio because, um, and you know, I think it's become very politicized. So I try not to get too much into it, but. Um, I just, you know, I do feel sad because I know that there are many nurses that are wonderful nurses that have had to leave their jobs because of it. And they've had to leave without pay. This is the part that is so, I guess what's upsetting is the fact that, and this is analogy, an analogy that I've brought up many times. If people can say, I'm allowed to do with my body, my body, my choice and kill their baby in their third trimester in some states as it's coming out. I don't understand how that same my body, my choice does not apply to somebody having to take a vaccine, no less a vaccine that it's not for polio. It's not for HPV or something that's going to stay with you forever. It's a virus that comes and goes. You might make it, you might not. It's like the flu and like everything else. I agree with that to some extent, but I saw a lot of people suffer immensely from COVID. I saw some, I saw tragic things. I saw uh, people not come home. I saw, uh, you know, not everyone in the that hasn't been in the healthcare field has ha, really knows what's, you know, because you're not face to face with it. But I saw mm-hmm. patients with COVID with terrible outcomes, suffering. So did I. Face. I've known. Yeah. Many of my friends, parents, the elderly, so many of them passed away. I had to write more sympathy ca- cards at the time than I think I've ever, ever had to do. Usually I go pay respects. I couldn't even do that. But here's the irony in it all. And I'm sorry to get into this topic so deeply, but it is interesting to me. And you are a nurse. Sure. I found most of the people getting COVID now are double vaxxed. The science. So here's the thing is here's what I'm trying to say. And I don't mean to cut you off. They keep talking about the science, but the science to me, in my opinion, but I'm nothing. I'm a dumb high school dropout. What do I know? But I'm smart enough to know. I'm smart enough to know certain things that are logical. I go by logic. Sure. People that are getting the, um, the the science is not really showing that children at five years old have to get vaccinated because my kids had it. They're seven years old and they are, they had barely any symptoms at all. They didn't even know they had COVID. We told them after it was done. So for them to have to get vaccinated on the possibility that maybe a kid is going to give it to a teacher who might get sick, who might not get sick, who might be hospitalized, who might not. But the logic is, is that if you're vaccinated, you're safe. So right. the science doesn't make any sense. And I know everyone spins it in so many different ways. Well, there's the new variant and people that aren't can give it to the people that are. I think in my opinion, it's just basically a money-making machine. And I think the science is, is not clear at all. I think that they're, you know, that's just in my opinion. Now, yeah. that being said, we're get we're vaccinated. We're waiting sure. for us for our other vaccination and we're going to have to do for our kids because right. they have to go back to school. But I think it's wrong in my yeah. opinion. That's my Listen, humble opinion. I believe we live in America, right? I mean, you've got the freedom to voice your opinion. You've got the freedom to think how you want, say what you want. And I respect that. I not anymore, uh, Lucy, <laughs> not anymore, but you I said mean, it perfectly. You said it perfectly. What you just said is exactly the opposite. We live in America, but we don't have the freedom to say what we want it, yeah, anymore. It, it feels more, yeah, it's, it feels like people, yeah, I mean, 
freedom of expression seems to be changing maybe somewhat. And, you know, in all honesty, at the end of the day, really, I'm following legal state guidelines, um, which in New York State, you have to mandate nurses in a home healthcare setting to be vaccinated. So, you know, I do believe in people's freedom of choice. Um, I definitely do. I, I believe in that fully. Um, I think that's one of the beauties of living where we live. Um, and, you know, but I also have to, unfortunately, sometimes even if you don't agree with something, you have to abide by state guidelines. Um, respect. I, I respect yeah. you for that. I respect yeah. you for that. And I'm not judging you at all. I, but what I want to know even more importantly is what IV can I take for me? Just to make me look younger. So you said, which is the best vitamin? To, which are the best vitamin? And what's great is that if you do an IV and you get the hydration, you can mix multiple vitamins, right? Correct. So I would say our most popular IV is our Elite Infusion, which is basically our most comprehensive infusion. It has all of our vitamins. It has amino acids, which help with protein building, um, helps with energy. Uh, B, it has B12. Uh, be complex. Does anything help with weight loss? I don't make that claim. So a lot right. of other IV okay. companies claim that. Okay. And I, I just don't believe that I can okay. guarantee people that, you know, Fair Again, enough. that goes back to the magic pill, right? right. You know, that's right. how I feel about with a weight loss claim. Um, right. I do believe that IVs can give, help you with your energy. They can increase your hydration, your feeling of overall wellness. Um, and give you a glow. It can give you a glow. It can make sure. you, because it's giving you the vitamins, it's giving you the hydration. So go back to the most popular one. What is it called? The elite treatment. The elite. Remember guys, whoever's listening, it's called the elite. <laughs> How much is the elite? The elite it's not 300. It's 400. Oh, 400. not so bad. Okay. Not so and bad. Okay, so how often would somebody need to do the elite treatment in order to see results? Is it a three-time thing or is it just, you know, you have to follow through once a week? Um, so I don't I don't know what the results people are looking for, right? So I make the claim that like basically you get try the IV once. infusion. Yeah, try it, see what if you like it, see if it helps give you a pick, you know, basically what it offers is a little pick-me-up, a little more energy. Um, better feeling of hydration, a glow in the skin. Um, and that's why a lot of people like it, or they like it for jet lag, or just because they feel like they're getting a cold coming on, or something just feels off as of lately. That's a lot of the reasons why people do these IV infusions. But typically, our clientele, I would say most frequently, are either one to two times a month. I would say that's the most common. Yeah. Okay. And then I read somewhere that brides do it before the wedding. Yes, they Is do. Is that true? Brides I do it I did it before, before my wedding. wedding. I did it you before did. my wedding. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah. congratulations. <laughs> I, I want to ask about your personal life after. So you did it before your wedding. How many I times? Did I did glutathione IVs with vitamin C three times a week before my so wedding. So it's called glutathione. Correct. And tell me what's in glutathione infusion. So glutathione is basically that very powerful antioxidant, right? Um, so antioxidants are, you know, vitamin C is in that category as well. Um, and they basically help boost the immune system and they have skin clarifying aspects to them as well. Glutathione, interestingly enough, is first, I think, most popular in the Philippines, okay? And all of my clients, any client that I have from the Philippines, they're like, oh, you have glutathione? I love glutathione. I mean, there they get it for like 80 bucks. They just get it straight IV. Um, and they look great. Yeah, exactly. They look great. I mean. Yeah, their skin glows and shines. Yes. And, um, and then it just, you know, it became more of a trend here in the States. And I mean, it... I mean, I had a lot of problems with acne for a long time because I used to take the subway all the time and going from client to client via subway before I had a car, that was awful. I'll never go back, but it would cause me lots of breakouts. And before my wedding, I was like, how can I combat this? And I combated it with vitamin C and glutathione IVs. And I will say that <laughs> the woman that does my facials, she's like, oh my gosh, it actually works when I came to her because I was having terrible breakouts from the stress of planning a wedding coupled with being in the subway with the air is terrible for your skin there. Um, and that's what I did. And I had beautiful skin for my wedding. Wow. And yeah. do you get a lot of people like uh, travelers that, you know, book you for when they get to where they have to go, but you're not, where, where, where do you do your, um, where's your business mainly? Where are your clients? 
So I would say mainly my clients are in Manhattan, um, Upper East Side. I'm very, I work a lot in the Upper East Side. Um, we do work a lot also with some of the hotels in the city. Um, we've done some work with clients staying at the Mark Hotel, at the Baccarat, um, at the Lot Palace Hotel. Okay. Um, sorry, so for ahead. people traveling, no. So what I'm trying to figure out is that when, for people that are traveling a lot, they don't necessarily need to get the IV once they land because they're landing in another country or another state. They can do the IV before they go. And that Correct. would be helpful. Is that, yes. is that yes. oh, interesting? So before you're on a long journey and you know you're traveling a lot or you've been in, on and off a plane too much, you do the IV and it definitely- I'm doing that tonight for some of my clients taking their kids to Disney World and they're dreading it because they have four kids they got to take to Disney World yeah. and they have to go through that and they need a boost before dealing with all of that. So yeah. Do you put some Xanax in it for them too? <laughs> you need to asks, infuse some Xanax. Yeah, everyone you, asks could you, me. Yeah, crush some Xanax in it for them. How long do you have to sit for this infusion or are they all different, you so, know, times? That really depends right on um, how good someone's circulation is coupled with also the size of their veins, right? So some people have teeny tiny veins and all we can get is a pediatric needle and that infusion takes a lot longer, right? It can take upwards of, you know, an hour and a half. Someone that's, you know, healthy, has decent veins, um, I would say it's closer to 45 minutes. Okay. And yeah. you can do anything while you're getting the IV. You can read, watch TV. It's yeah, you can drink coffee. You can do totally the opposite of what we're doing. You can dehydrate yourself while you're right. hydrating yourself. <laughs> you, can, you can have a whiskey or a glass of wine while you're while you're getting your IV. That would be me. Yeah. I'm so counterproductive. That would totally be me. <laughs> oh my gosh, you can't imagine all the counterproductive clients we have that are just I, guzzling coffee while we're doing the IV. And I'm thinking, okay, like <laughs> yeah, it's like the person that um, works out to eat. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They go to the gym just so they can have a whole box of cookies the night before. Exactly. Hey, I can't judge that. You know, I've been there. So, yeah. Would you ever do an IV cocktail party? I have done many IV cocktail parties. Really? Yes. yes. Um, cocktail parties meaning including alcohol? Yes. Okay. Um, as long <laughs> as I'm not administering any medications, yes. Um, okay. But you'd yeah. be administering vitamins. Vitamins would be okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's great. So if somebody had a party, how cool would it be if, you know, people like to get drunk at parties and drink, let's say New Year's party, if they yeah. had three or four nurses on call, just, you know, as kind of a cool gimmick, you know, for people to That's be doing IVs. Before. It has. Yeah. That would yes, be great. I, so they, I have been on call for clients, in a, put up in a hotel room and just there for their IVs for when they need me. I have had that happen before. I've been put up in the Hamptons stayed there for a week, waited to be called for when clients needed their IVs. Um, I've been there for parties before, big group parties to give IVs when the next morning, right before a golf tournament or what, whatever the case is, whatever the event is. Um, right. So yeah, people, people do that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Brad writes me a note right here that we should have a Chucky's IV cocktail party at shoe room at the shoe room here. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to see my customers sitting down for an hour with a needle. That's a lot of talking. That's a lot of small talk. Yeah, that's I don't think I can handle talk. that. Yeah, it's too much small You're talk. You're such a good talker, though. I feel like you could do it. I am only doing it because, you know, I'm doing the show. I enjoy yeah. talking to you. I get to ask what I want. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah. So I want to know a little bit about your personal life, because I also read that you really sacrificed a lot. You yeah. sacrificed dating. You sacrificed your own health in order to get this business up and going. You didn't fall into this business. Tell me about some of the challenges. First, tell me about your family background. You have how many siblings? I parents. have two older brothers mm -hmm. um, and then my wonderful parents in upstate New York um, who are, my father used to work on Wall Street, um, wanted a simpler life, uh, moved upstate. Uh, they started a real estate business there. And, um, but he always pushed us to be our own boss. He made us business cards at the age of three. We had our own business cards. That's great. I should do that. We should do that, Brad. <laughs> Give their kids their own business card at three. He made us always feel like we are the best. <laughs> like we can do, we can accomplish anything, you know, that you just need to think bigger. That's how yeah. he always would say, you just need to think bigger. And, uh, that, that's very empowering to have parents like that, that make you feel like, you know, you can accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. Um, is that where you grew up? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Rochester, New York. 
Okay. Yeah. And so when you talk about how much you sacrificed while starting this business, tell me a little bit about that. Cause I read it was your health dating yeah. it was everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I just didn't have much time for any friends. I didn't have time to visit my family. Um, you know, the clientele that I work with when they want something, they want it now, not later. They want it now. Um, and if you want to be in this line of business and, uh, you want to work with this kind of clientele, you have to be ready to get up, jump and go. Um, and a lot of our clients, they expect one hour turnaround. Um, and we, I tried to deliver that the best that I can. And I couldn't start hiring nurses because I wanted to be very cautious about who I hired. And so it was me for a long time. Um, and me going to all the cases. You were on call. 24 hours call. a day. A yes. concierge nurse is on call 24 hours a day. That's right. If, if Royal Pains, if the series is correct, that's if that television show is right, that then is you're correct. on call 24 that's hours a day. That's what people pay a premium for. That's right. right. And you have to be yeah. there within the hour. You know, the, the pressure is there. The pressure is there. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, I had, you know, it's definitely strained a lot of my friendships, which has been difficult, um, you know, because I've just had to put, you know, my business first in order to, you know, make gains and build it, you know, that's, that's what it takes, you know, it takes hustling. And that's what all of my like wealthy, successful clients said, they said, you're starting a new business, Lucy, you better be ready to hustle. Like it's not, it doesn't just come to you. You got to get after it. And, and they didn't mean the hustle, like, you know, do the hustle like Saturday night fever. <laughs> they meant to really hustle. They didn't mean yeah. the dance. <laughs> Or hustle over to their house, do the hustle, yeah. dance over to the house immediately. Yeah. So like I'll be in the middle of dinner and yeah. having, enjoying my own time thinking, okay. And there comes a call and I'm out. That's it. Let's get the check. I'm out. Uh, you say goodbye so to my cute. husband. <laughs> yeah. I love the way you word it. You're so cute. You heard that Brad. She says that, you know, I'm here enjoying my dinner and then I get my call. You know what I say when my kids call me when I'm eating, can I choke what? on my meal? I'm like, can I just choke on it? And Brad tells me to stop saying that to them, but they left. They go, no, yes, you can choke on it, but choke on it after you come upstairs and see what I, what I made, you yeah. know, it's like just, you know, so their, their humor is getting that way. How did you meet your husband? I met my husband while living in Rochester, New York. Mm -hmm. um, his first job out of college was at a PR firm uh, that's in Rochester. Um, and I was still living there, um, working in healthcare and, um, yeah. He was like, he's like, I can't, I don't want to spend the rest of my life going to Wegmans. I don't know if you know that grocery store, but that's of like, course, what, I live there. Yeah. That's what Rochester is known for. Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's the, it's the top of the hill. It's as good as it gets is going to Wegmans in Rochester, New York. And he's like, that's, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with where the climax of my day is going to Wegmans. And, um, He's like, there's more business opportunities in New York City. I can do more with my career. And so we made that transition. And that's when I learned more about concierge healthcare because that's not something that exists where I'm from, you know? No, I think also you're really onto something very um, modern. I mean, I think this is really a new way of doing things. And I think at some point it's going to be concierge doctors. And yes. I think that's going to really be something, but you know, of course, unfortunately it's only going to be for the people that can afford it, but I still think it's worth it. I think it is, a, I think it's really important. You know, it brings me back to the olden days when a doctor used to come to the house. Right. You know, exactly. It's, it's We're going just, back to that. I hope. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately it's, you know, only going to be for the, for the people that could afford it, but maybe in some way it'll trigger some doctors to come maybe through insurance. We have to change our whole, you know. The reimbursement is okay. I mean, reimbursement is terrible for insurance. It, that's why a lot of doctors aren't doing it because, you know, um, and that's what's created this kind of class system in healthcare. Um, and that's unfortunately the way it is. Um, well, yeah, because the premiums are so high that what do I have? Like, I don't know, a three, four, five thousand dollar deductible. I don't even know what I have because yeah, yeah, I'm always paying for my doctors, but yet, you know, I know people that have tried to go on Obamacare many years ago and they weren't making any money, but yet they were not poor enough to get Obamacare. So it's right. like, so, you know, what, what do you do? You quit your job? You know, it's like, so they're saying it's just ridiculous that I make so little money, but yet I'm not qualified, you know, to get Obamacare. So yeah, it's all just seems uh, counterproductive. You are disincentivized just... in this country to seek medical care. That's what, that's the problem. And Perfect. that makes Perfectly you get, said. that makes you get sicker and sicker because your deductible is all the way up here. And 
why do you want to go to the doctor when your deductible is like a few thousand dollars? I mean, that's a terrible thing to be disincentivized to go take care of your health. Um, And it's not even for the money. It's getting the appointment. It's waiting online. You know, I had chest pains. This was a long time ago. Uh, Brad and I were in Palm Springs and uh, I was getting chest pains. And my dad had a heart attack very young. He died young. My mother's dad died very young of a heart attack. And I remember we were in LA first and I was getting the chest pains. We went uh, for the weekend to Palm Springs. And I remember saying my chest is hurting and I can't sleep now. It kept getting, you know, went from just hurting a little to hurting a lot. We went to the Palm Springs Hospital, which you would think would be, you know, easy peasy in and out. We get in, we drive in, park in the parking lot, walk in, tons of people there. And I told her, I'm just, I'm having a little bit of chest pains. I I don't know what it is. She's like, no problem. Go to that desk, fill out a form. I go to look and the line is so long. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to chance it. Let's see if I make it tomorrow. I said, let's get out of here. I went home. I, I did. I said, let's see if I make it. I, you know, because I guess I really felt like I wasn't having a heart attack, but I was scared. I was a little yeah. scared because it was uncomfortable. But I said, no way. I'd rather die in the room. We were staying at a very nice hotel. I'd rather die in the room. I couldn't do it. So now, and I'm going back maybe 10 years ago. So you can imagine now that I'm older, I feel 10 times more than that. Sure. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's just. So I think you're onto something terrific, Lucy. I wish you a lot of luck. I think the article and in style was terrific for you. And um, I cannot wait to maybe have you come and do some infusions on me, some magic infusions. I don't know what you're going to do to me, but do something. (laughs) Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. Well, I'm excited for you and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Thank you so much, Rich. Where can people find you? It's my pleasure. Tell people where they can find you. Um, They can... book an appointment on, uh, rejuvio.com, uh, www.rejuvio.com. Um, we're a mobile Spell service, Rejuvio. R-E-J-U-V-I-O. Um, we're a totally concierge service. There's no brick and mortar. It's no, there's no walk-in type service. We stole, and we're very focused on, uh, nurse centered care because we believe nurses are the soul of the healthcare operation. We believe they provide the highest level of empathy, the highest level of care, the highest level of service. And so we're very focused on elevating nurses and we find that that's what our patients want. Um, Patients are, you know, doctors aren't trained in empathy, compassion, the way nurses are. Um, And they say the wave of the future are nurses, not doctors. Yes. Yes. Is that, is that true? It is. Hey, I have a doctor working for me now. So I think that is true. Yes, that's what I've heard. Because nurses are the ones, we provide the empathy, we provide the care, we have the patience. Um, We're not doing 15 minute check-ins and then saying, see ya. Um, We take the time um, to be with you, to hear you. Um, Yeah, that's what I heard. You need the doctor, you go to the specialist, they're in and out. The wave of the future are the nurses. That's right. Okay, And tell people your Instagram handle. My Instagram handle, you can either go to Rejuvio, again, R-E-J-U-V-I-O. Uh, my personal handle is Nurse Lucy RN. Um, okay. So you can find my professional, personal Instagram there. Okay. Well, you could stick me with a needle any day. You can even <laughs> give me that. two sticks, Lucy. I don't care. You don't have to be one stick, Lucy. You could be two stick, Lucy. <laughs> like that relieves some pressure. I appreciate yes, that. Yes. <laughs> no pressure with me. No worries. Thank okay, you for great. coming on. It was such a pleasure talking such to you. Such a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Rich. And I really appreciate it. good luck with your it. endeavor. Thank you so much. You're listening to Rich in Life with Rich Arani. If you liked what you've heard, click subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or visit us at richinlife.com. That's R-I-T-C-H in life.com.